Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live, and I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. Tonight, we have a lot to talk about. I'll be having a good friend of mine, Britt, on to talk about in an absolutely ridiculous and bad bill that apparently just passed moments ago in the Senate, plus a lot of other topics. Uh, another bill that was just passed two weeks that you probably don't know about. Fauci, is he being investigated? We'll find out. Uh, and a couple of other absolutely incredible, incredible news stories. So make sure you stay tuned, tune in, get in the comments section. It's going to be a ton of fun right here tonight on the Cajun Libertarian Live. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the Cage of Libertarian Live. It's been uh, three months since I've done a show. Got a couple of comments here. We'll address those. So naturally, I kind of uh, messed up a few of the the beginnings there of how I usually do things. So uh, Kenny Johnson. Hey, Cajun is back. Yes, I am. Glad to be back. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Scientific Libertarian 2.0 says, was this a normal break or a zucked break? It was a normal-ish break. I'll explain here in a minute. Thomas Daniel Queter, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com, Tom to 52.com. That doesn't apply anymore, but we used to say that all the time. No ducks tonight, Thomas. Glad to see you, my friend. Love you very much. Uh, he is very handicapped, by the way. Look at his pictures. His feet are literally upside down. That's real, not a joke. And also a joke. Two in one. Dave Dave Davis says, what? Congress isn't on vacation? <laughs> yeah, well, we wish. Maybe a permanent vacation we would one would hope for, right? Scientific Libertarian 2.0. I'm making Cajun shrimp tonight, so this will go perfectly with that. Yes, sir, it will indeed. That's amazing. Sounds fantastic. Tell us about the ducks. Uh, no. <laughs> no, Thomas, no ducks. Oh, man, that one almost got me nuked. Uh, Lunatic Libertarian is in the house. And in the house, Cajun, fire. Thank you, my friend. Loved being on your show. So tonight we're going to cover a wide variety of topics, but I need to talk about one thing first. So the question was just asked, why I was on such a long break? Uh, there was an initial break that I just needed for burnout reasons. But then uh, if you follow me on Twitter, which a lot of you do now, I have a my Twitter following is going like crazy right now. Um, a lot of you may not know that about a month ago, my mom passed away unexpectedly. and It was very, very rough. It was very unexpected. I had to handle it as best as I possibly could. Me and my family, my stepdad, my brother, everybody involved, which they're probably watching. I'm sure they're watching right now. So this will be the first show back in this seat right here, hosting this show, one of the fastest and largest growing podcasts in the libertarian movement. Uh, when I won't know that my mom is sitting there 
watching this show and being in the comment section. So it's a little bit bittersweet. Super glad to be back, but it's also very, you know, I, I don't really even know how to express that, to be honest with you, to be here back in this chair and and know for a fact that my mom isn't in the audience. That's that's very rough. My mom was a real patriot. We we, we agreed on a lot of what was wrong with this country, um, disagreed strongly on many ways of how to fix it naturally, right, because I'm a libertarian and she was very conservative. But she loved this country very much. She was, she was very in tune with how grateful it meant to her and, and it should be to all of us to be able to grow up and live in an opportunistic land and, and atmosphere, even if it is, you know, being kind of ripped to shreds by the moment, we still have so many more opportunities. We still have so much more wealth and, and just, you know, it's such a blessing and an honor to be here and, and, and to live in this country. And, and, you know, she would want nothing more than for me to be in this seat, you know, right here talking with y'all. So I took the time that I thought I felt I needed to grieve and I did a lot of it. I tell you, I, I lived a, a really, really hard life to be only 39 um, spent most of my adult life struggling with severe alcohol and drug addiction and, and burnt so many bridges. I've been to jail a bunch of times, uh, lived in a residential rehab as a student and, as a, and a counselor for two years. And, and just a nightmare of a life. And, and through all that, the, the week that I found out that my mom died, I, I had never been more heartbroken. I never cried so much in my life. There is a special bond between a boy and his mom. And I, you know, Felt that for a week straight, to be honest with you. Well, still feeling it, clearly. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's immeasurable to have somebody that's so strong in your life all the time be there for you through just the most thickest of problems and to never, ever give up on you and to support you in everything that you do in all walks of life and just every single goal that you want to put out there and you want to achieve and you know including this one right here she was always there she was always watching she was always supportive on all my social medias and so it uh still hurts a little bit but like i said there's no place that she would rather me be than sitting right here spreading that great message of liberty to all of you and um and i love her very much so the funeral home, when they asked us what we wanted to decorate her casket with, we had a variety of options, obviously. And we wound up with a, a specific casket that gave us a lot of plaques. And then before they buried her, we all got to pick those plaques. Well, I say we all, it's just me, my brother, and my stepdad. We got to pick those plaques off of there. And uh, this is the one that I got. It's cast bronze. Trying to put it to where there's not a glare. There we go. It says mom. It's very pretty. The flowers are white. Very heavy. And it's also magnetic. So from this show on and forever until you, the audience, the people that make this show great and, and one of the greatest, fastest, and largest growing podcasts. And I've only been doing this a year. It's quite surreal until you guys fire me from this position and nobody watches this show anymore. My mom. We'll be watching from heaven 100%, but this right here will be forever. Right there. Did I also say it was magnetic? I think I did. 
Let me get my camera right. I thought I had it. There we go. So that's where she'll be right there. Or her her plaque will be. Obviously, her soul is, is smiling down on us, hoping that we continue this fight forever until there is not a breath or bone left in this body. This is what she would want me to be doing. Here's what she'd want me to be. And I highly encourage each and every one of you in whatever facet and avenue that fits you, that you're comfortable with, to take up this torch because time is ticking. And I guess I don't have to say any better than that, right? Time is ticking. We only have so many minutes. We only have so many seconds, so many hours. So let's not waste them. Let's do what we can. Thomas says, sorry to hear that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, It's been rough. Studio 3.14 or 3.14. It's surreal to lose your mama. Bro, know that from experience. Sorry for your loss. Thank you very much. It is extraordinarily surreal. I was completely crushed. I was at work, um, literally walking around an apartment complex doing my job <clears throat> when my stepdad called on a video, right, a, a FaceTime, which was weird because I looked at, I pulled the phone out of my pocket because I had my earpiece in. And I said, oh, that's got to be a butt dial. He never FaceTimes me. So I slid it back in my pocket and I answered and he said, what am I looking at? And it was my, you know, you get that gut feeling that something's very wrong. And so I pulled it out and I said, well, you're looking at my pocket because I thought you butt dialed me. And then he told me and I literally collapsed right there on the ground. I don't, I don't know, probably a bunch of people watching and lost everything right there. But I didn't care because it was, in fact, surreal. And it still hurts. Rothmus, a great friend, a dude that's been helping me out a ton on Twitter. We love and support you, brother. Bro, I love and support you. I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. And that is brutally painful. And I can't wait for you to get over here ASAP. James, I felt this pain, brother. I'm sorry. And I love you, man. I love you, too. Thank you very much. The support has been absolutely overwhelming. I cannot thank you all enough. It's been incredible. I took a long break for an obvious reason, and, you know, several reasons. But um, thank you all very, very much. I'm, I'm absolutely 100% glad to be back. Um, I don't want to give away too much here, but I give you, I'll give you the titles of the news stories, and then I want to bring Britt on because, like I was telling her backstage, when she told me what she wanted to come on and talk about. I intentionally did not go seek out that information. I didn't do any research at all. I wanted to hear it from her. And then right before we came on, she said it literally passed like minutes before coming on. So when we're listening to the information that Britt's about to give us about what just passed through the Senate, understand that I'm digesting it same as you. So I'm going to try to interrupt her with questions that I'm hoping that you'll have at the same time. So we'll get the uh, so we'll get her opinions on that. And we'll all be listening to this to the information in real time at the same time. But real quick, there was also a house passed July 2022. 20, I want to read some of that because it is extraordinarily bad, albeit painted as good, obviously. Remarkable. Just incredibly terrible. Uh, intelligence committee members warn U.S. of bioweapons targeting DNA of individual Americans another one <laughs> that caught my i was like man this can't be real it's gotta be like some alex jones stuff um there's not a lot of content there but you're gonna be able to derive from that what you want uh you uh let me let me get to this one real quick this one's probably my favorite one 
but also wind up going to be the most disappointing, I'm sure. Either way, secret documents reveal FBI investigated decision to give cash to Wuhan lab linked to the vid July 19th. So the FBI is investigating Anthony Fauci and hallelujah for that. Although, again, it's the FBI and they're completely lost. So who knows what's going to happen? And then lastly, the UK police say British Army veteran arrested because anti-LGBTQ social media post caused anxiety. We'll go over that and more. So, with that being said, let's get to Brit and talk about some medical tyranny and corruption that, uh, to my understanding, has just passed through the Senate. Elizabeth says, hey, brother. Hey, Elizabeth, I miss you so much. Y'all are so fantastic. You're, you're such a great teammate and liberty promoter. So, without further ado, let's bring on Brit. Hi. Brit, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me on. That was a such a strong um, tribute to your mom. So thank you. I was thank just you very much. Like I, I didn't know your mother, but um, I wish that I had. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate just, that. that. Was like an amazing woman. She absolutely um, was. She was incredible in every sense of the word. Uh, one, of the, one of the most loyal to a fault mothers that uh, a boy could ever have. For sure. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Britt, what do you have for us? I know that this is very personal for you and I. Yeah. We can go through some of that, but uh, let us know what's going on. So um, every a lot of people know that the Inflation Reduction um, Act has been up. We've been It's been going back and forth. We know that it won't reduce inflation. Um, right. But... Uh, that I guess that's the point of naming these things, certain things, so that you don't read the bill. You know, we, you, you'll have to pass it to find out what's in it, right? So one of the things that Raphael Warnock, fake reverend, decided that needed to be in the reconciliation of this bill was an insulin reduction cap. So to make insulin, um, you know, lower cost because it's too high. Now, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to start by letting everyone know I have two children, two young children with type one diabetes. They are both insulin dependent. It does cost us thousands of dollars. Insulin is extremely high when the cost shouldn't be. So when this, um, when Raphael Warnock comes on, you know, social media and on commercials and tells Americans that can barely afford their insulin, Hey, we're going to do something to stop it. Um, if you don't know any better, then you think this is great. If you right. do know better, you know that uh, Democrats cheered and sang from the rooftops when uh, Joe Biden vetoed Trump's $35 insulin bill the day first day he was in office. So it all rings a little hollow to me. The thing that's worse is whether uh, fake Reverend Warnock was uh, disingenuous in adding this into the bill or if he's just short-sighted. This is going to hurt Americans. This is going to hurt diabetic Americans in the long run so much more. Um, it, it's a, it's, it's ridiculous. I, 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 the, this bill that he added in here is supposed to actually, he says it's going to help uh, lower the cost for a lot of medications. It's going to, it's going to lower the cost for about 20 and the pharmaceutical companies get to pick and it's only oh, for wow. seven years. So here's the problem. Oh, with, wow. Yeah. So it's basically just a lot of BS. Um, here's so a, here's, let it, 
real quick to let everybody know too her she has two children that are type 1 insulin dependent diabetics i am also a type 1 insulin diabetic yes so uh, insulin dependent uh, diabetic sorry so we all um you know it's not like i'm sitting here saying like screw it let people pay thousands of dollars right. we both know how expensive this is right um you know and the big thing is I i've been back and forth before this had passed I had said, hey, write to your senators, write to uh, the parliamentary secretary, because even she knew this was a bad idea. Don't let this happen. It's not good. But it, I'm in a hard place. I'm in a hard position because there's a lot of Americans that need help because we have huge inflation right now. And a lot of people can't afford yeah. their bills. I want to break down really quick for you guys. Um, hopefully I can do this like very quickly. Why this is a bad idea. So. First of all, uh, this isn't going to just, this isn't, this is maybe will lower insulin at the beginning. It doesn't lower it from anyone that has insurance. Um, it's mostly for Medicaid. It's mostly for older Americans. Um, and it's also up to the insurance companies. So here's what's going to happen. Here's what we get to look forward to guys. We get to look forward to this being expanded to more Americans and then the big three insulin manufacturers, Eli Lilly, Novo Nordisk, and Sanofi, saying, oh, man, you cut our profit. So we're going to have to stop production, which means what happens next? Because then we have a bottleneck. We have a bunch of people that need insulin, but we don't have anybody producing it. So I could think of several logical things, which I'll tell you what, what should be done. But what they're actually going to do next, I guarantee it, is... The government's going to say, well, since they're not doing this, we're going to have to pay the price. We are going to fund insulin, which means you and you and you and everyone watching and myself are all going to fund insulin. And it's one more step for government nationalized healthcare. That's what this is. This yeah. is one more step. I don't know if this was a, a short-sighted misstep on uh, fake Reverend Warnock's uh, site or on his part, or if it was an actual, you know, deviant disingenuous move which i believe it is i believe that this yeah. is just one step into that now if i actually thought that the government wanted to help which i don't they never do not not once in the history of things that happen in the government do they help there are several things that the government could have done to fix this one right away they could have opened up the market so that other manufacturers right. besides again eli Lilly. Novo Nordisk and Sanofi. These are the only three companies. Uh, I mean, there's tiny other companies, but these are the companies that are allowed to produce insulin. I believe Merrick uh, had Lantus, which is a basal for people that don't know. That's a long, a long lasting insulin, but it doesn't help you, you know, hour to hour when you have to feed yourself and things like that. Um, but they have, they tried five years ago to get approval to produce insulin and the government stopped it under a patent, which if you go back, I could, if I had an hour, I could tell you insulin uh, right. initially started out that uh, Banting in 1929, when he made this breakthrough felt that insulin should be, should be the patent should be open to the public. So he sold it for a dollar. Um, the government could easily open this up for other manufacturers and right away, right away, other companies, other pharmaceutical companies, would absolutely 100% start producing insulin and it would drop the cost drastically of insulin. But the government has been lobbied by these three big insulin companies saying, oh, it's not safe. 
Granted, this is the exact same, the exact same government that in 2020 gave us all a medication. I won't say because I don't want you kicked off the air. (laughs) No, that had no long-term studies and that is now being mandated for workers across the country. If you're a federal worker, if you work in certain fields, they, they said that was safe. That was fine. But insulin that we know has worked since 1929 cannot be manufactured by any other company, but these big three companies, not even, not even, I don't know, for instance, if Pfizer wanted to start producing insulin or AstraZeneca wanted to start producing insulin, apparently they're not competent enough to do that. So I have questions. The other thing is, and this is a question that a lot of, um, I'm just going to say Democrats, it's mostly Democrats that are this uneducated, they like to throw out, oh, well, we pay higher insulin costs than any other country in the world. Yeah. Did you ever think why? The R&D profits, all the things that have to be paid are paid by Americans. Other countries enjoy the privilege of having us subsidize their insulin and other medications, but mostly their insulin. So if you're wondering why they pay less, it's because we're paying more. Oh, and if you want to add a little salt to the wound, and that's what I like to do, you cannot order that insulin from Canada. That that insulin that you're subsidizing in Canada, it's illegal for you to order it to get in your house in Milwaukee. It's illegal for you to order it from Mexico. You have to go and get it and hope that you can get through the border. The other thing that could yep. easily be done. So right away, we've right away I've, I've solved this problem in two minutes. Stop subsidizing every other country in the world and uh, open this up. Now, the other thing we can do, which we do for tons of drugs, tons and tons of drugs, we do it all the time, is we make generics. There's no, we don't have a generic of Novolog or Humalog. People will say, oh, you can get insulin for $25 at Walmart. And people always get mad when I say that this is a type of insulin for $25 at Walmart that you give to an animal. And look, you may love your cat. You may love your dog. I get it. You may think that they're better than humans. I don't care. I'm not arguing that. But what I am arguing is that they have a different genetic structure and different needs than a human. So this the, insulin. Yeah, that insulin actually at Walmart is called Novelin. I had to buy it for many, many years. or Not many, many years, but for several years because I couldn't afford anything else. Yeah, $25 a vial. It's it's Novelin. Yeah. And it's also, it's not a generic. It's just an older insulin. And I'm sure you can attest that it's, I mean, it'll work, but it's hard to track. I mean, Novolog, I can give my kid a shot of Novolog and eight minutes later, they can eat no problem. And it could be any time of the day. I could have just bolus them with Novolog for five. Um, So, you know, these are, these are what the government could do. This is what the solutions could have been. These politicians that think they're helping. I look, the only two options is that they're evil or they're stupid. And I personally Mm -hmm. refuse to let politicians off easily by saying they're stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I think they're smart and I think they're wicked and I think they're evil. And I think that they do this on purpose because these three options that I've given are three options that don't need government intervention they actually need the opposite they need government to back off now what can we do is just you know me and you everyday people you can call your reps 
you can you can stop supporting these companies that masquerade as helping the JDRF uh, Junior Diabetes uh, Research yep. Foundation, who I was a big supporter of. When my son got was diagnosed with type one diabetes, he was diagnosed in September and October. I raised thirteen thousand dollars for the JDRF. Within two years, I raised over twenty thousand dollars for the JDRF. I was one of their top like individual um, like fundraisers. Like we had our own tent with my kid's name on it because I thought this is great. We're going to do a thing. And then they started partnering. They partnered with Eli Lilly, ran cover for Eli Lilly. They oh, wow. start running cover. See these companies, these charities, a lot of times you, a lot of them are great. A lot of them really want to help. And then they get bigger and then they want to stay in business because if there's no, if there's no sick kids, then they have no jobs. The other things you can support, though, is things like the Open Insulin Project. I might not agree with everything that they do or their politics all the time, but what they're trying to do is open insulin, open the formula up for insulin so that anyone can use it, so that anyone can make insulin in their home. These are things that you can do. I'm, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world. I am saying that we're living in a time where we don't know what's going to happen next. Um we have a lot of people in government that like to try and say we're on the brink of the end of the world and then out of the other side of their mouth say everything's perfectly fine. We're doing so great. Look at us. Yeah. So there's a lot of confusion and that is on purpose. So Open Insulin Project, um, you know, reading all of these bills before they come in. I know that I, I know I look like the, you know, bad guy in the situation that I'm saying, ah, oh, how dare they lower yeah. the cost of insulin at this point? I know a lot of people look at me and say, how could, how can you say R and D is more important than people? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that when Eli Lilly knows that profits are the most important, when these three companies, their moral obligation for lack of a better word is to their shareholders. So when you know that you can't, look at a problem and say, well, I'm just going to pretend that that's not the way it is. I wish that wasn't the way it is. So we're going to force them to do something else there. This isn't, this isn't a movie. There isn't like a right. bad guy. That's going to, you're going to get their goat at the end. You have to be smart and you have to understand that businesses, there's only two end games. They make money or they stop producing what doesn't make money. So you have to figure out a way that they're still going to make their money and you're still going to be able to get your product at a reasonable price. I'm offering solutions. I'm asking the people that are watching to be cognizant of what they're seeing, because this is not going to stop at insulin. This is not going to even stop at this bill. Uh, I'm sorry. It's hard because I think I have two little kids that are going to grow up and one day they're not going to have their dad and me to foot the bill. They're not going to have their dad and me you know, our, my husband's amazing insurance because he's part of the motion picture industry and we enjoy a great privilege with that insurance. Then we still take thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm looking at this like it may help you today, but it is not going to help you seven years from now. And it is not going to help your children or your grandchildren. We have to make changes. And we as a country have to just as individuals, we have to come together and say, no, no, there has to be a change from 
a completely different way of doing things, not just right. the government makes a problem and the government fixes a problem. And we just pretend that that's not what's happening. Right. Exactly. So um, are you sure 100 percent sure that that bill just passed right before we so, came on air? I'm gonna read you some of the tweets. Raphael, um, fake Reverend Warnock said, great news, folks. After a long night, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act which has tons of terrible that, things in it. That uh, the yeah, awful. Yeah. Says the legislation finally caps drug costs for seniors and helps Georgians save money on their health care, all while reducing the deficit. No, it doesn't. No, it won't. Uh, oh, no. This is a big win for Georgians. According to, uh, according to analysts at, that Fox News put up, so obviously this could be skewed, but I doubt it's skewed too much. 97.2% uh, of those earning between 100 and 200,000 will see a tax increase. 91.3% um, of those between 75 and 100,000 will see a, a, a tax increase, not as much. 61.7% um, of people earning between 40 and 50,000, and 24% of people earning between 10 and 20,000, depending on you know how those earnings like fall. Um, I'm I'm, I was, I knew I was going to be in that tier no matter what right. had happened. So we're all going to see tax increases. Um, this inflation reduction act was basically the green new deal repackaged with a different name and a different lie. So that's what happened. Um, you know, I'd say either vote accordingly or don't vote at all, whatever you choose. I know we have a lot of libertarians and anarchists in the crowd. I think that, you know, uh, you can either, uh, depending on the day, I think voting is violence or I think voting is for de you devote defensively. <laughs> like, it's like, it's so wild right now. Um, but yeah, it, it passed through Senate. Um, I believe it passed through the House. I believe that this is what had had gone through. Um, and it's bad. Yeah. Even if you don't yeah. have any medical needs, the rest of the Inflation Reduction Act is horrifying. Absolutely it's terrible. So, yeah. Absolutely terrible. I know the Inflation Inflation Reduction Act. Got to put that in quotes because it's going to add to the inflation. We'll get yeah. to that in a second, too. Um, I know that that passed because it was tied in the Senate 50-50, and Kami Harris was the one that broke the tie yeah. to uh, pass the bill. So it is passed, but there are steps that we can take, as she uh, laid out, that we moving forward we can address calling your uh, representatives I know that they hate those calls. I know that it seems like a waste of time, but I, I listen to a lot of politics all day, every day, and I have seen changes being made off the back of mass amounts of people calling their representatives and putting stops to things. Remember that this stuff works downhill, right? So whatever passes in D.C., we can implement block laws on a local level to say, you know what, we're going to mitigate this disaster. Uh, locally here in our own communities. So like she said, contact your representatives, contact what we need to do. And let's put a, put a halt to this because it's not, it's not like, again, like you said, Britt. Yeah. So, okay. So on its face for a moment, it may look like it's going to lower the cost of some insulin for a moment in time, but that's not really going to be what happens because what, as you all know, as libertarians, most of you do a lot of research whenever they, Government gets involved in X and it lowers it temporarily. What actually happens is it's going to drive the cost of it up 
and the value of it down over time, sometimes immediately. Now, this looks like it's going to be an immediate kind of reduction in cost up front, but I guarantee you over time what's going to happen is the value of the product of these insulins is going to go down and the cost of it will go up and your access to multiple resources will be limited because they've given the power to three companies. Yeah, and, and I don't think people really that aren't in this world of diabetes understand when I say things like research and development, my response is usually somebody scoffing saying, well, they, we, insulin's been around since the 1920s. And I'm like, when it's not the same, I, I don't even know how you would right. think <laughs> right. that you'd still be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Two, that's not the only thing that keeps diabetics alive. There's a lot of other things that, um, you know, make life easier and sometimes, you know, sustainable, such as a Dexcom or um, I forget the round one, um, you know, just different things, you know. Pumps. I have a friend that has that. Yeah, I forget what the, the uh, my kids both have. Dex. Um, and then as far as the whole bill in general goes, you can throw a stone and find almost almost every economic analyst across the board says that this is an unnecessary spending bill. Oh, Horribly, them say it's unnecessary. Horribly unnecessary, and will be very detrimental. Britt, thank you so much. That's absolutely amazing. That was great insight. Please uh, keep us updated. Tell people everywhere that they can follow you and how they can support you. Thank you so much for having me on. You can find me on Twitter at Tweets by Britt. My alt is Salt by Britt on Clubhouse. I'm Salt by Britt. I have a new show coming out um, pretty soon with Sean Hickman, so you can find it there. Thank you so much for having me on. Nice. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, Britt. As a type 1 diabetic, obviously, this is going to be very important to me. And what I was not aware of, again, as I told you prior to leading up to that, I didn't do any of the research. I just wanted to hear it live. I did not know that this was going to be passed underneath the Inflation Reduction Act, which has to be put in quotes. Why? Because it's not going to reduce inflation. Obviously, it's government spending. It's going to add to inflation. It doesn't take an economist like Carol Roth, not Paul Krugman, who's a joke of a human being. Well, maybe not a human being. That's a little bit strong. But an economist, Carol Roth, economist, Paul Krugman, cartoon of an economist. Doesn't take Carol Roth to figure out that government spending is going to add to the inflation. Okay. And now it's going to make our lives even worse because you're going to hurt diabetics with this bill. Obviously. I also do love the fake, the, the tagline, fake Raphael, uh, fake Reverend. Man, ain't that spot on for sure. Again, thank you so much, Britt. Absolutely fantastic and outstanding. Let's get to our sponsor of the show tonight real quick. Uh, I'm a, remember, you got to give me a second because it's been a while since I've been on here. 90 days, about give or take a few, three months or so. So um, uh, our sponsor for the show tonight is Gap Armory. Gap Armory carries a wide variety of parts and accessories. Whether you're looking, for build, looking to build kits for 3D printed firearms, optics, outstanding level four body armor, or anything in between, they have you covered. Gap Armory. Gap Armory is libertarian owned and operated. They also accept Bitcoin. They love Bitcoin. 
Get Armory also has the gear you need to bridge the gap in your defense preparedness. Get what you need today at GapArmory.com. That's G-A-P-A-R-M-O-R-Y.com. GapArmory.com. Do it. Do it now. Thank you, Gap Armory, for sponsoring tonight's show. Now, if you are watching, which many of you are and many of you will be listening later on, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so that every time we go live on the Cajun Libertarian, which I have a multitude of guests all the time, fantastic guests, just like Britt, you will want to hear what they have to say. And it's always a great show. So, again, smash that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, please. And I'd like to give a shout-out to the Lunatic Libertarian who put it in the comments section to remind me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, man, that's so great. Uh, yes, you are not being detained. Come back with a warrant. Yes, indeed. So, with that being said, let's get to our first News topic of the day on July 20th, 2022, where we were barely into August now, right? Okay, so this just happened, and I don't hear anybody talking about it. Literally, I don't hear anybody talking about it. So we're going to. I'm going to read you a little bit of it. We're going to speed through it. It's not much. I'm going to literally read you word for word of what I picked out off the government website. This is straight from the White House. All right. This is not hyperbole. I'm not twisting the context. It's right off the White House. I have it right here. We're going to check it out. James, glad to see you back. Thank you, my friend. Can't wait to have you back on. Joe, check out James Seniak for U.S. Senate. Great Twitter handle. Great Twitter presence. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, he's already getting on the debate stage and everything. I'll get you back on very soon, James. Thank you very much. All right, so about this. House passes six-bill government funding package. I'm going to read that again. In the height of historic inflation due to government spending and the printing of fiat currency, the House passes a six-bill government funding package in July on the 20th. Of this year, as hardworking Americans struggle with rising costs of living, high taxes, and stagnant wages, House Democrats and the Appropriations Committee are once again supporting families all over America by lowering the costs of living, creating American jobs, lifting up working families, and supporting small businesses. I'm going to have to stop you right there because you fired people for not getting an untested and unnecessary, and at this point, deadly and very inefficient medical procedure. How many of those people got fired? Uh, you didn't support them, did you? How many people lost their small businesses? How many people? Get bent. Instead of catering to the biggest corporations and the wealthy. Oh, my God. Okay, so you shut down all the mom and pop shops for the last two and a half years, but you kept open Amazon, Walmart, and Lowe's, and Home Depot, but you're going to sit here and try to tell us that you're supporting the families and the small businesses instead of the largest and most wealthy corporations? Unbelievable. These people really think we are that stupid. That's what they view you as. They think you're that stupid. 
Newsflash. We're not. We're not. You are, though. Instead of catering to the biggest corporations and the wealthy, our funding bills provide the critical funding America needs. Oh. At the same time, we tackle some of our nation's biggest challenges. Challenges by combating climate change. <laughs> oh, all right. Bolstering mental health services, supporting our veterans, and building safer communities with less crime and violence and more security. Really? Because I distinctly remember that one of your campaign slogans for like two years was defund the police. I'm just, I'm just, was that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was you. Yes, it was you. That's right. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm as, I'm just about as ACAB as anybody. Uh, it's probably what I'm most libertarian at. Right. I can't stand the police. They're arrogant. They're tyrants. They're disgusting. They may be good people, but as cops, as officers, as servants, public servants. Now, they're terrible, by and large, terrible. But I'm just pointing out your hypocrisy. That's ridiculous. By wisely. This is this is you're going to love this line right here. OK, you're going to love this by wisely utilizing precious taxpayer dollars. They're wisely utilizing our precious taxpayer dollars. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Every single penny, every single penny is focused on supporting good paying jobs and ensuring America captures the future. Did you wisely utilize our precious taxpayer dollars by sending $60 billion to Ukraine with absolutely no accountability, not an accountant, no record, no tracking, nobody knows where that money's gone? Was that utilizing precious taxpayer dollars wisely? Inquiring minds need to know. And you just sent over another bunch of millions of dollars. Uh, by the way, in case you didn't know, I'm going to let you take a stab at it. We spent five, or I'm sorry, it, it in five years, the United States military spent $60 billion in Afghanistan. Ukraine blew $60 billion in less than a year. Not a joke, as the dementia patient would say. Not a joke. $60 billion in, yes, in less than a year. We spent 60... The United States military, with all its advanced technology, $60 billion in five years in Afghanistan. But please, government... White House, continue telling us how you're utilizing our precious taxpayer dollars. Oh, don't worry. You did. Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to I'm gonna tell it to everybody, by the way. So here's a breakdown of this bill. Six bill government funding package. The 2023 Transportation and Housing and Urban Development and Related, uh, related Agencies Funding bill provides funding of $90.9 billion, an increase of $9.9 billion more than 12% above 2022. Now, remember when they tell you this, they're saying it as if it's a good thing. 
It's remarkable. They're touting this. Look at how much more we're spending by what we're utilizing your precious taxpayer dollars. More than 12% above 2022. This includes an increase of $8.9 billion for the Department of Housing and Urban Development and $833 million for the Department of Transportation. In total, the bill provides $168.5 billion in total budgetary resources, an increase of $11.5 billion above 2022. So an additional $11.5 billion since last year. First, it was 9.9 above. Now it's 11.5 above as well. All right, the 2023 Agricultural Rural Development FDA, the Food and Drug Administration and related agencies, as if we don't hate them enough already. Here we go. Buckle up. That bill provides funding of $27.2 billion, a critical increase. These are their words. Remember that. These are their words. These are not my words. I'm reading this straight from the White House straight from a government website. This includes, uh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Got a little worked up there. It's been a while since I've been behind here. I forget to tamper down my emotions. I'm a little bit passionate about this stuff. I apologize. No, I don't. A critical increase, apparently, for the FDA, agriculture and rural development, even though they're selling farmers about to shut them down. But yeah, all right. A critical increase of $2.075 billion, 8% above 2022. In total, the bill includes $195 billion for both discretionary programs funded on an annual basis and mandatory programs such as the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP. The 2023 Energy and Water Development and Related, Related Agencies Funding Bill provides $56.275 billion. 56 0.275 billion, an increase of 3.4 billion above the fiscal year of 2022 level of the 2022 level. Um, you're going to want to go look at this website, by the way. And it, it, it gives you <laughs> remarkably, it tells you exactly where everything's going. And like, like yeah, well, I use that word exactly loosely, right? Okay. Um, but honestly, go look at it. It's incredible. I'll uh, when I get off the show, I'll drop the link in the web in the uh, in the chat because it's crazy. And this energy and water development, the energy is literally what they've been ruining your gas prices with. But now they just passed a bill to keep ruining it more. So when I say this number fifty six point two seven five billion dollars, I mean. They want to completely get away from coal, uh, coal and natural gas. It's all for clean, clean energy. As if mining for lithium batteries by children, slaves in foreign countries, that you can't break down and ruin the environment. Clean energy. Useless. Solar panels. Electric. Lithium batteries. Anyway. Yeah, that's literally what it's about. It's it's wild. They're, they're doing it's like they're doing this on purpose. I swear to God. If you're gonna sit here and tell me that, like Brett said, I refuse to give them a pass by calling them idiots. They're not. A lot of them are, they're not. This is by design. This is intentional what they're doing. It is the destruction 
of the country. The 2023 Energy and Water Development and Related and Related Agencies. I love how they tell you that. That just goes, that's recycled over and over again because who the hell knows what that is. Funding bill provides $56.275 billion, an increase of $3.4 billion above the fiscal year of the 2022 level. The 2023 financial services and general government funding includes $29.8 billion in funding, an increase of $4.3 billion, 17% over fiscal year 2022. The 2023 Interior, Environment, and Related Agencies Appropriations Bill includes $44.8 billion in regular appropriations, an increase of $6.8 billion, 18% above the fiscal year 2022 enacted level. There's also, but wait, there's more, but also there's an additional. $2.55 billion of funding provided under the fire suppression cap adjustment. Lastly, the 2023 Military Construction, Veteran Affairs, and Related Agencies Appropriations Bill provides $314.1 billion, an increase of $29.5 billion, more than 10% above 2022 of this amount. Discretionary funding for programs such as Veterans Health Care and Military Construction totals $150.5 billion dollars an increase of 23 billion dollars above 2022 congratulations we're screwed can you imagine go back 20 years and imagine spending from the trump administration starting off in 2020 printing more fiat currency than the world has ever even seen to this level of spending during an era of unprecedented historical his- inflation. If you go by the original way we used to track inflation, right? Don't forget that, that we used to do this differently. And if we did it the same way we did back then, if we did that now, we would be somewhere near 20 to 25% inflation. Not 9%. That's a garbage number. That's a lie. Just like they changed the definition of recession. It's incredible. It's incredible. And they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. You can't make this up. You can't make it up. I should probably get somebody else's comments. Sorry. All right. Correct. Scientific Libertarian 2.0, the only thing we could spend money on to decrease debt right now is nuclear energy. They screwed it up, though. Shocker. Yep, nuclear energy. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Raquel Russell on Twitter. Great tweet. Uh, I wish I'd have thought of it myself. I don't take anybody seriously that doesn't consider nuclear power a clean energy source. Why would you? Uh, Nuclear, natural gas. And it can't happen overnight. This has to happen incrementally. I have a great friend of mine who I text every day who's an oil and gas executive. He's coming back on the show. I've already had him on the show. He'll tell you what's up. I mean, it's remarkable. This, like, like I said, these people don't care. It, it, it's ridiculous. What happened to my mouse? There we go. Sorry. <clears throat> 
It's not that they don't know. They know. It's globalism. Yeah. Oh, Alex Jones, tinfoil hat. Shut up. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. And the funny part about it, it's not funny at all, but the ridiculously terrible part about it is, is that they're embracing this globalist agenda, this globalist ideology and concept. But the fact of the matter is, is that when the president of the United States, it doesn't matter if he died 14 years ago and we're literally watching a rerun of a weekend at Bernie's. Irrelevant. If he stands up there on the world stage and he says there will be food shortages, you need to take it seriously. All right. I don't, it doesn't matter that he's a walking corpse with dementia who can't string together four sentences and we look ridiculous. I thought the mean tweets were bad. I thought, I thought the barking at the press, which was entertaining, was just terrible for the face of the country. Ha <laughs> ha! That pales in comparison to what we're dealing with now. Remarkable. Ugh. Sheesh. All right. Lunatic. Let's fund more Ukraine and Taiwan aid. Ugh. How about new? As Dr. Evil from Austin Powers would say, if you split up all the COVID spending, each American would get around $20,000, right? I think it was more than that. I heard uh, there was a metric I heard that was more than that. Didn't the government just win the lottery? I think they should foot the bill. They did just win the lottery. That's incredible. Uh, I don't want to spend the time to go through my phone to find it. But yeah, dude, that got like one point something billion dollars. Only got like four hundred something million dollars after taxes. He literally got a third of the lottery. Rest went to the state. Make that ish make sense. <laughs> but please, I want you to tell me like you always do. You progressive leftists in my comments in Twitter, on Twitter, please tell me again how we need to give more funding to the government. I'm, I'm going to need you to square that circle, please. And thank you. Impossible. Absolutely ridiculous. He never does. We're the ones that have to do it. Exactly, Scientific Libertarian 2.0. If Biden wanted to do, he could mention that Trump printed more money in 2020 than any other president in history. But he won't because he doesn't want to bash printing money. It's exactly, it's literally that simple. Literally that simple. Because he can't bash printing money. There are a lot of things you could, you could rip Trump, Obama, Clinton, Bush, Bush again, Reagan, just walk the line and they won't do it. They make up garbage like January 6th and Russia collusion. You don't need to make anything up about these people. They're all war criminals. And then you have obvious facts like that. Trump and that regime literally printed more money than the earth has ever seen in one year. But they don't ever talk about it because then that damns them at the same time. Uh, I would use the word functioning loosely. We're a functioning socialist capitalist state. <laughs> I should have waited the next comment. We're a functioning, or I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, sarcasm on functioning. Exactly. All right. All right. All right. You guys are just blowing and going on the comment section as you usually do. Thank you so much. Please get in the comment section. Don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to my channel. 
and hit the notifications bell so that every time we go live, and I have guests like Spike Cohen, Matt Kibbe, Carol Roth, uh, Dave Smith, and uh, Scott Horton, several of those people I had on multiple, the Spike I have on all the time. I'll go ahead and drop the announcement for next week, by the way. Spike Cohen, myself, special guest, special interview. Next week at this time on this channel, Spike and myself will be co-hosting a show together with a special interview on a family that got by, that got raided by the feds. You're going to want to see that. I promise you. And then in a couple of weeks after that, I'll have Spike on again. I, I live in a very privileged atmosphere on the internet. I've only been podcasting for a year, y'all. And a lot of people don't know that. I've only been on social media for two years, barely two years. I've, nope, I'm sorry. I haven't even been on social media for two years as far as the Cajun Libertarian and building the brand. This is all very new. I'm very much still a rookie. So any way you could support, spread the word, keep it going, it would help me out tremendously because I don't have a great reach yet. Um, but a lot of people love the content. I have one of the fastest and largest growing shows, even though I've been off for three months, it just catches right back on. I've taken breaks other times too, and just catches right on. It's really remarkable. I really feel honored and blessed and elected to be here. And so please spread the word. Keep it going. My buddy, Jason Hampton, glad to see you back. Keep it going. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Um, I have a great time right here, but it's not about just having a great time. You have to have a great time to succeed or, or have you know want to do this right here because you're putting yourself out there in the public arena. You're putting yourself up in the public eye for criticisms, which I do daily. You know, Twitter's a beast. That's why I love it. It's an absolute gangster. I have come in Glenry. It's perfect for me. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate y'all support. So please keep spreading it. Please keep it going. Smash the like button, subscribe, and uh, try me. Try to get me out there if you know. You know, uh, try to get me on the Tim Pool podcast. I'm just saying, try to get me on the Michael Malice. You're welcome. Show, I want to be on all of them. I've had oh, a great point by um, Scientific Libertarian here. I've also had Larry Sharp on multiple times. It's really amazing what I've been blessed with because that's all. That's the only way I can describe it. I don't deserve it to have these these amazing guests come on all the time eventually matt kibbe new york times best-selling author <laughs> come on works on the blaze oh by the way i'll let you all know right now i'm actively trying to get on the blaze one year of podcasting i'm trying to get on the blaze um i'll say it i'll say it confidently i don't know when but i will be on the blaze at some point i promise you that Unless they don't hire me. <laughs> no, but I'm going to do everything I can to get on there. If I have anything to say about it, I will be on the Blaze TV as another libertarian voice alongside Matt Kibbe and Eric July. All right, let's get to our next headline here, our next news story, because if I keep rambling, we'll never get the show over with. Intelligence Committee members warn U.S. of bioweapons targeting DNA of individual Americans. This is from Fox News. Now, you know what's crazy about that? You're going to think this is like some right-wing Republican conspiracy theorist nonsense. It was a Democrat. It was a Democrat that said it. He's the one that threw up the flag. Or at least that's what the Internet says. 
Intelligence Committee members warn U.S. of bioweapons targeting DNA of individual Americans. Con uh, individual Americans. There should be a period there. I'm sorry about that. Congressman Jason Crowell says young Americans are too willing to give up their DNA information. A member of the House Intelligence Committee warned Americans to stay away from DNA testing services as the information could be used to develop bioweapons targeting specific groups of Americans or even individuals. Representative Jason Crow, Democrat from Colorado, made the comments during, during an appearance on the Aspen Security Forum in Colorado on Friday, saying many Americans are far too willing to give up their DNA information to private companies. You can't have a discussion about this without talking about privacy and the, or I'm sorry, I should have said this, quote, you can't have a discussion about this without taking uh, uh, talking about privacy and the protection of commercial data because expectations of privacy have degraded over the last 20 years, Crow said, end quote. Quote, young folks actually have very little expectation of privacy. That's what the polling and the data show. That's dangerous. That's remarkably dangerous. People will rapidly spit into a cup and send it to 23andMe and get really interesting data about their background, end quote, he added. Um, take that information and do with it what you will. I found it very fascinating. I'm going to keep a track on this. That was the entire article. I just read you the entire Fox News article word for word. That's it. Here's the header again. Intelligence Committee members warn U.S. of bioweapons targeting DNA of individual Americans. I mean, look, if the COVID era hasn't showed you anything, it should show you that nothing's impossible and you should dismiss absolutely nothing as ridiculous. All right, moving on. This is probably my favorite article of the night. Um. However, as I stated earlier, I don't, I have zero faith in the FBI. I mean, who does at this point? It's absurdly ridiculous, corrupt, insanely corrupt. <clears throat> but through a, a specific entity, they have asked for FOIA requests, a Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, F-O-I-A, FOIA. Freedom of Information Act, for those that don't know. They gain these documents. Who in the world knew that the FBI was even investigating Fauci? Who? I didn't know. And the NIH. Had no idea. Thanks to a random TikTok guy that I was watching today. I'm like, no chance. Let's find out. Get on the internet. Sure enough. The Washington Examiner. Yeah. Dr. Fauci and the NIH are being investigated by the FBI. It's not a joke, as dead Joe would say. Newly released government records reveal the FBI investigated a decision by the National Institutes of Health to issue a grant that was tied to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, I'm Okay, I was about to apologize for the alarm going off. I still can't find that stupid thing. I don't know where it went. It's a watch somewhere that we can't find. And that alarm goes off at the same time every night. So I apologize for that. The NIH emails show the Bureau was investigating possible gain of function. Possible gain of function research? Possible? Come on. 
<laughs> we, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were doing gain-of-function research. Just because the definition is quote-unquote vague doesn't negate the fact that we all know that they're doing gain-of-function research. Um, I guess I just hate to be this guy, like to mansplain things. But I realize that it's probably part of my job to to explain if you don't if you don't know what gain of function research is. Gain of function research is essentially you take um, what could be a well, let's say a respiratory virus, right, and you add it or you genetically modify it in ways that it could probably happen by itself to see if it would be really dangerous for human beings. So you take, you know, a uh, disease X and you say, okay, well, what if Y and Z happened to it naturally? Could it devolve or evolve into this, you know, mutate into this thing that could be very dangerous for human beings? That And they do that in a lab. That's what gain-of-function research essentially is. But apparently to Dr. Fauci and a bunch of other scientists, the gain-of-function research definition is very vague. I don't see how it is. That's all the definition is. That's it. That's it. They they take something in a lab, a disease, and they see if, if X, Y, and Z could happen naturally out in the wild, and it could result in something that was very dangerous and transmissible among human beings. All right, moving on. The NIH email shows... The Bureau was investigating possible gain-of-function research at the lab and possible failures to comply with reporting rules. The Chinese government lab has been suspected as the source of the vid. And you know what I'm talking about, all right? The new information uncovered by the conservative group. I don't know that they're conservative. How are they conservative? Maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, the new information uncovered by the conservative group Judicial Watch which I, I did just give you flat information. It's never biased. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Shows that a senior investigations officer in the NIH Division of Program Integrity named Ashley Sanders sent an email to the FBI Network Field Office agent David Miller in May of 2020 with the subject line, Grant Questions. The tag is the identifier for the NIH and National Institute of Allergy. By the way, the tag is like a bunch of numbers. So I didn't even, I, I didn't even put that in there. The tag is the identifier for the NIH and National Institute, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases awarded to EcoHealth Alliance titled Understanding Bat Coronavirus Emergence. A subword from that was provided to the Wuhan lab, the Washington, I don't know why all these periods are missing. Sorry, side note, <laughs> it's not supposed to say that on air, but it's really messing up the way I'm reading it. Uh, the Washington Examiner reached out to the FBI and NIH about the apparent investigation. The FBI declined to comment. Shocker. And the NIH did not respond. Shocked twice. The Washington Examiner has previously reported that EcoHealth leader Peter Daszak was a longtime collaborator with the Wuhan lab who steered hundreds of thousands of dollars in NIH funding to the Chinese lab. All right. Side note here, Glenn Beck and his research team, absolutely remarkable. Shout out to those guys. I would argue probably one of the best research teams on the planet. Fantastic. I don't care what you think about Glenn Beck. It doesn't matter. Their research team is incredible. And I'll be honest, I'm always honest, right? I don't care what your opinions are about it. Yes, I'm a libertarian. I'm a principled libertarian. 
I listen to Glenn Beck every day. I appreciate his commentary. We're not going to always agree on everything. He has a lot of libertarians and anarchists, including Michael Malice, on his show every week. He has a lot of libertarian perspectives. He's a constitutional conservative. All right. Him and his him and Miles's conversations sound a lot like me and my dad's. <laughs> anyway, a big shout out to Glenn Beck. Again, love the Blaze. Love Glenn Beck. Love uh love Glenn Beck. Love Matt um uh, Matt Kibbe. All those guys. I, just, I like the Blaze. I, those guys are great. Anyway, the, the research team at for Glenn Beck is amazing. Absolutely incredible. There all that to be said. Um, go back. If you subscribe to the blade, you can, here's the good thing about the blaze. You can just give them 10 bucks. You can subscribe. You get a whole month's worth. You can go back and go find what that research team and Beck did a two hour special on all this. You're going to hear a lot of this eco health Alliance, Peter Daszak. I listened to it like four times. It's two hours of just straight information. It's a lot of science, a lot of data. Personally, I love it. Seems very dry to a lot of people. I imagine personally, I freaking love it. And um, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. You're going to hear that name all throughout. Go watch that. It's incredible. It's worth your 10 bucks. Just that one show. Fantastic. <clears throat> all right. NIH Deputy Director Michael Lauer revealed last year and again this year that NIH had violated the terms of its grant awards, which Republicans claim shows EcoHealth was engaging in risky gain-of-function gain-of-function research in China. The NIH was run by, or run then by its now former head, Dr. Francis Collins. While Dr. Anthony Fauci still leads NIAID, other emails have shown they have worked behind the scenes to cast doubt on the lab leak possibility, which I can confirm through that episode that I watched. And there's a lot of documents in there. Um, yeah, they literally worked behind the scenes to make sure that it was a conspiracy theory about the lab leak in Wuhan, which, hey, maybe it was. Maybe it did come from a bat suit. Who believes that? My God. Anyway, Peter Daszak uh, dismissed the lab leak hypothesis in March of 2021 when he admitted he took Wuhan lab workers at their word. I repeat, Peter Daszak. Dismissed the lab leak hypotheses in 2021 of March when he admitted he took Wuhan lab workers at their word. Meeting minutes from discussions between lab scientists in Wuhan and the WHO, China COVID-19 origins uh, joint study team revealed that lab leak concerns were referred to as myths and conspiracy theories. Question, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? Answer, about six months or less now. An advisory group assembled by the WHO, WHO is the World Health Organization, for those that don't know. Um, everybody knows that, but if you don't, now you do. Said in June that the lab leak hypothesis needed further study. <laughs> oh, you think? Oh, shocked. Yeah, I would say it does. Man, it's just, it, it never stops. All right. It never stops. <coughs> you get called a ridiculous, uneducated, uh, antithetical or, or anti-science. Conspiracy theorist, ridiculous knobhead. And then. Then this. 
It's like because you you almost get tired of being right. I mean, honestly. Except you don't. The unfortunate part about being right about so much of this stuff, even back in 2022, when it was just March and April, when I was going off a hunch in my medical uh, education from the military, I'm like, this doesn't add up. None of this adds up, right? And then you get validated. And then you, you start to dig into this stuff and you start to get to the bottom of a little bit of this. And you're like, well, I was really right. The unfortunate part about that is, is by the time you get to this, look how many people have died. Look how many people have suffered. The economy is in shambles. We're looking at food shortages in the fall because of it. Millions of people are going to die from starvation in the fall. Obviously not in America, or most won't in America. Maybe some will. It's going to be more third world countries that almost wholeheartedly, or I'm sorry, almost dependently are dependent on us, on our economy, which was shut down for two years. And then they lied to us the entire time about why and how and still are. And gave you a bunch of measures that didn't work. It actually had counter effects and counter indications and things that went horribly bad and were very detrimental and awful to a lot of people. A lot of people. And yet here we are. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence released an assessment in the summer of 2021 stating that the U.S. intelligence agency assessed with moderate confidence that COVID-19 most likely emerged from a Chinese government lab in Wuhan. (coughs) Excuse me. While four U.S. spy agencies and the National Intelligence Council believe with low confidence COVID-19 most likely has a natural origin. The New York Times identified the FBI as the agency that backs the lab leak theory in October. So we'll see what happens. Again, as I've stated multiple times on Twitter and in comment sections and all the time, I personally think that Anthony Fauci should be somebody that spends the left the left the le- the rest of his life in prison and a harsh person. I don't believe in the death penalty, so that goes out of the window. Because no, I'm not going to advocate for state violence. But he's a criminal, and at this point, he's a literal genocidal biological, bioweaponry war criminal. If at the very least he funded, if not more. He deserves to go to prison for life. Period. Nothing short of that. Nothing short of that would be justice. Him and all his cronies. And abolish the NIH, abolish the NAID, abolish the FDA, abolish... FBI, CIA, NSA, the Department of Education. How I, I really want you to ask, how much longer, if you're watching this and you're not a libertarian and you still believe in these institutions or you're just now casting doubt, how much longer, or listening, sorry, 
lot of, a lot of people, thousands of people will listen to this show later, right? Although they're not here right now, they're going to listen to it later. I see it on my anchor on Spotify. Oh, by the way, down, uh, hook me up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcast. Tons and tons of people listen to those. Give me a review, five stars. Tell everybody how uh, how much you hate the show, but it was a great show. You hate it, but you give it five stars. Please do that. I mean, it's it's remarkable. You, you, I don't understand how any partially informed American at this point can sit there and think and look and see what's going on and say, yeah, we need those. We need the CIA. We need the NSA. We need the FBI. We need the FDA. We need the Department of Education. We need the NI, uh, NAID. We need the NIH. <coughs> it makes no sense. Look, even if you would say, okay, yes, they're full on corrupt, but we still need them. Okay. All right. Abolish them and start over. Personally, I'd say don't start over. Let the free market have its day. You don't need regulatory bodies. We fully understand what happens when the government gets involved as a regulatory body on X, Y, or Z. It never works out in your favor. It doesn't. Federal Bureau of Investigation. What are they investigating? They're investigating you at school boards. <coughs> Excuse me. Been a while since I've been on here, so my I guess my throat's not used to it, and I'm coughing. I mean, honestly, they're criminals. Everybody, I get the you know I talk to people so much, and they're like, how how can you even consider a uh, real anarchism? Which when we talk about anarchism, anarchism in the context of law and order with no rulers, okay, private markets free, without government's interference. There would be roving gangs running the street. What do you have now? When the FBI is literally not investigating government officials and the freaking children of government officials for smoking crack, losing their laptops, and banging hookers, which is the least of our concerns. The more bigger concern with that situation is he's tied up in foreign affairs and government money. But they're at your school board. They've got you on a terrorist watch list. They damn sure have me on one. I can promise you that. Multiple. Then what are they good for? How are they helping you? How is the Department of Education serving your child right now? How did the Department of Education and the teachers unions... <coughs> serve your children over the last two plus years get your kill get your kids out of public schools right now it's tough we sacrifice we have to live very poor to american standards so that my wife can stay home so that my kids don't go to the, don't, don't have to go to those schools how is that department of education working out for you now and if your answer is terribly and you want it to go away immediately, then why does your thought process stop there? 
it should carry onto every, into every government agency, every three-letter agency. That is the natural progression of the logical conclusion. Full stop. Keep going. <clears throat> that being said, I'm going to keep going. Last story of the night, and then we're going to get up out of here. It's a minute, hour 21, and you guys are still hanging in here. Remarkable. Thank you very much. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible, uh, but this is a tough one. This is a tough one because here we go. Here we go with the alphabet mafia. UK police say British. And you say, oh, Cajun, how could you even worry about the blokes over in the UK? We haven't worried about them since 1776. Because what happens over there usually winds up being a preface for what's happening here. UK police say British Army veteran arrested because anti-LGBTQIA plus progressive minus sign carry over the divided sign, then multiplication plus deduction, and then you get some answer eventually down the line 74,000 years from now. Social media posts cause anxiety. UK police say British Army veteran arrested because anti-LGBTQ social media posts caused anxiety. Look, let me help you out from a friend of mine. A part of the community, Ashley Shade, helped me big time. GSM, Gender and Sexual Minorities. All right, GSM. This, this, the, the acronym just gets longer. You literally like can't if you try to not do it without a breath, you'll suffocate to death at this point. <coughs> the video was recorded. <clears throat> sorry. The video was recorded by actor and leader of the British Reclaim Party, Lawrence Fox. I don't know what the British Reclaim Party is, y'all. I have no idea. They may be conservative. They may be liberal, libertarian, progressive. I'm assuming it's not progressive, but I, I'm, honestly, I have no idea. I don't pay attention. <laughs> kind of, you know, 70, 76. I don't pay attention. Anyway. This is an important story. The video was recorded by actor and leader of the British Reclaim Party, Lawrence Fox, who shared a meme on social media showing pride flags altered into the shape of a swastika, <clears throat> which is actually pretty funny. I've never seen that, the, given the uh, atmosphere <laughs> surrounding the day and age. It's kind of fitting. So basically, uh, what, what I imagine this is a Nazi swastika, but all of the, whatever those are called, the, you know, the swastika things are probably uh, rainbow colored, gay pride flag colored, not sure, but it sounds funny. He said the meme was meant as a commentary on the authoritarian nature of LGBTQ and transgender activists. Pretty accurate. That's what we're looking at now. It's no longer, uh, dear government, we're going to fight so that you stay out of my bedroom. Now it's, you have to co-sign everything we do, or you're an enemy. What? Uh, no, that's authoritarian. Even if you're, even if you're part of the libertarian movement, hear me out. And you're not advocating for government to get involved, but you are demanding that other people co-sign your lifestyle and support it and that's the only way they can be an ally even if them saying look 
I don't support your lifestyle spiritually, mentally, physically. I think that's I think it's unhealthy. But I'll fight alongside of you so that the government will get out of their get out of your way so that you may live your life and be free to do so. You're still an enemy now. Do you want to know how to create resentment around your movement? That's how. Lauren Fox began recording after Hampshire, Hampshire. Uh, my Southern may be kicking in there. Uh, I pronounce it Hampshire. I feel like the British way would be Hampshire. Who knows? Hampshire police arrived at the home of 51-year-old British Army veteran Darren Brady. Now, granted, look, let me pause right there. Uh, personally, I would not share the swastika, not you know, the the uh, the gay pride swastika meme. Not something I would do, you know, not for fear. Not a reason for fear, just because it's just, to me, it's just tacky and, and a little bit disrespectful. Even if it's applicable, it's the wrong way to try to reach people. Personally, not for me, but I digress. Who reshared the meme of the pride flag swastika online. I don't quote. I don't understand. I posted something that he posted. Brady said, you come to arrest me. You don't arrest him. Why has it come to this? Why am I in cuffs over something he shared? Then I reshared. Let's recap. The person filming the arrest was the one that originally shared the meme. The Nazi gay pride meme. Okay. Swastika. Same thing. And then this person reshares it. Now, the person who originally shared it is filming the arrest of the person who reshared it. It's a valid question. <laughs> Here's the answer from the police Quote, because someone has been caused obviously anxiety based on your social media post, the officer responded. Quote, that's why you've been arrested, end quote. So we're arresting people in Britain now because you cause somebody anxiety. This has to end. And because you've gone too far, too fast, you will get pushback now. Period. Full stop. I dare you to arrest an American for their social media post over this crap, this nonsense and garbage. This, this is how we cancel you. Where before it was, yeah, I think, you know, you should be able to live your life the way you want to without government interference to arresting people for sharing something online also i'd like to note that if your ideology is that fragile that you're you're calling the freaking cops over a social media post that you're offended by then maybe you need to rethink your ideology maybe it lacks some substance and some content and some groundwork try defending it you're arresting people in britain in an appearance on Fox News' Tucker Carlson, uh, Lauren Fox denied that the video was missing any critical context to understand what happened and said, quote, 
The great tragedy here is that a British Army veteran with a long service record who served in Iraq and Afghanistan proudly served our flag has now been arrested arrested for not worshiping at the altar of the Holy Pride flag. I actually almost left that paragraph out, but I thought that last sentence was really funny. <laughs> really, did. it is very applicable. I mean, that's exactly correct. Literally, has now been arrested for not worshiping worshiping at the altar of the Holy Pride flag. You know how ridiculous. And insanely idiotic, you have gone off the deep end if this is where you're landing. If this is where you're landing. And guess how many people will be able to legitimately call me a bigot for talking about this in this context? Exactly zero. You know why? Oh, oh, don't forget they tried to make this a white supremacy symbol. Even though I've been threatened over gun violence because of my color, I'm very brown. I know the lights don't help much, but I'm very, very brown. I've got all the Middle Eastern features. That's my ancestry. But yeah, this you, you remember that? That apparently this is supposed to be white somehow. I guess it was a W. I don't know. Anyway, zero, zero, zero. It's ridiculous. Because you can't call me a bigot. Because I'm not one. And it's lost all its flavor. Who cares about being called a bigot anymore? But everybody knows I'm not one. I love everybody. That's because of Jesus. Thank you. I was not this way before. I'm a very hateful person. Not towards any specific demographic. Just a bad person. Now I love everybody. You can call me a bigot all you want. Not one. Don't care if you do. You're you're lost if you do. Not mine. But this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And I'm telling you right now, if you, as a GSM, as you, an LGBTQ community member, if you don't put a stop to this, we will. We will. So I'm asking you to do it. Because it... We can end this immediately if y'all do the work. Do the work. Because if you don't, then we will. And then there's going to cause even more resentment and hatred towards your community. I don't want that to happen. I hate that idea. Honestly, that's why I'm sitting here asking you to do the work. Stop being ridiculous. And end this. You have the power to do it. You have the power, by the way. You have the power. All right? I hope you're watching. Somebody's going to hear it. A lot of people are going to watch this and listen to this video. This podcast, this show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you can get your podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. A lot of people like it. In this. Do it now. It's an appalling arrest by the British Casapo. This is a quote, by the way. Which is what the British police force has become, he added. Alas, the British police have fallen. They're too 
much interested in virtue signaling and bowing at the altar of wokery. This again, I wanted to delete that, but the only reason I read it was because uh, it really sounds funny to me, that word like altar of wokery, considering that that person has a British accent. Anyway, you got you know, to sprinkle in some funny and some joy. Hampshire police arrived at Brady's home to inform him that he could pay to attend an educational course instead of the complaint escalating to a crime. I repeat, because that, my friends, is the story here. That's the story. All right? And you know it to be true. You 100% in your heart, you know it to be true. Hampshire police arrived at Brady's home to inform him that he could pay. He could pay. He could pay money to attend an educational course instead of the complaint escalating to a crime. Which, by the way, you let it escalate to a crime, guess what? You're still paying. I don't know what else to tell you. I'll say this. Let's end with this. The number one documentary in the world right now of the year is by Matt Walsh in the Daily Wire. It's called What is a Woman? I'm sure you've all heard of it. I'm sure you all have very strong opinions about Matt Walsh. That's beside the point. I actually haven't seen the documentary. I want to. Sounds fascinating. I want to. I got to uh, put this up here real quick. That rant gave me monkeypox. That's <laughs> funny. That's really good. What is a woman by Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire? Number one documentary on the planet right now. So I figured I'd answer Matt's stupid question. Because everybody, it's a stupid question. We all know this is a dumb question. In the fact that we have to sit here and act like we this is something we have to address as a legitimate question is also equally and unequivocally dumb and stupid, just like Matt's question, which was meant to be dumb and stupid, but somehow they created an entire documentary where millions of people have watched, apparently. And everybody in the video, I'm guessing, can't answer the question. This is where we're at in society. You know how stupid that is? Come on. <clears throat> Admit it. If you're on the side of disagreeing with me right now, really self-evaluate and analyze. And you know in your heart of hearts that this is stupid. Can't say it any plainer than that. So I'll answer your dumb question, Matt. Because you formed it intentionally as a dumb question. To watch that circular logic just eat itself alive. Which is... It's done, and we'll continue to do. What is a woman? A woman is an adult female with X and Y, or I'm sorry, two X chromosomes. 
that was born with female reproductive parts, i.e. a uterus, fallopian tubes, a cervix, vagina, so forth and so on. Conversely, what is a male? A male is an, or a, what is a man? A, a man is an adult male born with two X chromosomes, born with male reproductive organs, i.e. a penis, testicles, vas deferens, i.e. so forth and so on. That's it. Now you can identify as what you want as an adult, as a full-grown A adult. You want to identify as a freaking giraffe? I don't care. I don't. And again, like I said, I'm your ally in fighting that the government will stay out of your life so that you can live it freely. But don't demand that we as a people, as a country, as a world, deny basic biology and human science. Human anatomy and physiology, the stuff that you learned about in the fourth grade. Don't. I'm not going to do it. I'm not playing that stupid game. I didn't do it through the last two and a half years, two plus years of denying basic science. I'm not about to sit here and deny basic biology, anatomy, and physiology either. That is what a man is. That is what a woman is. A woman who is born with those characteristics can never be a man. Conversely, a man born with those specific characteristics can never be a woman. You can identify with whatever you want to be. But you will never technically be the opposite sex. Full stop. And this is non-negotiable. Period. Scientific libertarian adult with a lack of a Y chromosome would be more accurate. You can actually have one to four X chromosomes. Yeah, I'm, I'm look, I was not trying to go that far deep off into it, right? And just given the most basic of biology, it doesn't get much more. There's a lots of extreme and rare examples. The vast majority of people understand what a man and a woman is. That's it. Period. Again, I'm with you. If you have a legitimate fight, which some do. This is, I've, I've had this argument against conservatives and Republicans. I'm a libertarian. I got to fight with everybody, you know, even other libertarians. There are legitimate cases where they're denied the same rights as everyone else. You have to go through extra loops and bounds and circles that other people don't have to deal with just to be recognized as a normal human being, okay? Or just as every other human being, whatever way you want to phrase that. And I'm with you. I will fight against the government on your behalf. Say, no, no, no. They're not hurting anybody. They're not taking their stuff. They want to live that way. They're full-grown adults. They should be able to live that way. And you don't have the right to interfere with that pursuit of life, happiness, and liberty. You don't. But I will never deny truth, 
basic biology, science, data, facts. I'm not going to do it. And if you demand that I do, then I'm going to push back even harder. And I have a lot more in my arsenal than you do. Nine times out of ten. Seven times out of ten. I don't know what the numbers are on that one. <laughs> Got a lot in there. Just saying. So, anyway. Glad to be back. I love y'all very, very, very much. Um, Again, make sure you tune in next Sunday. Same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. Spike Cohen and myself will be co-hosting a show together about a family that was raided by the feds. You are not going to want to miss that. I promise you, and I can guarantee you, if you heard those words coming out of my voice right now, then you know it to be true. You're not going to want to miss that either. So don't forget to smash the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications bell so when I go live. And all of my fantastic guests, you can also join in on the fun. I love you very, very, very much. Each and every one of y'all, I'm so glad to be back. I'm sorry it took so long. Mama, you are the best friend I've ever had in my life. I love you. I'm out.